everybody. Endless Slender here, Maria. Shay. We're here with an um, If I Don't slash BDSM introduction. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for the next couple episodes or for the next future videos, we're going to be doing Cheyenne's going to take the lead on one. I'm going to take the lead on some uh, If I Don'ts to just teach you about our interests. And we've done it a little bit like that. We've done like another BDSM video. We've done a music video. We've done uh, videos about literature and just random stuff. So um, a little bit more to us. Yeah. Going away, it's not necessarily docu-serious, not necessarily If I Don't Rant in the middle mm -hmm. to baby child right yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah but before you keep on watching like and subscribe go watch the old videos follow us on instagram at endless wonder obviously if you guys have seen i'm wearing a mask um and it's because of this crazy time that we are in right now no um, yeah she's <laughs> you know I was like thinking, so I'm like, it's probably not obvious. I mean, not necessary to wear a mask, but I'm like, you never know. Exactly, yeah. you know. And I'm like, okay, she, because I go out. So I, I got a new job that's on a site, not a website, but it's on like a production site. Mm -hmm. And there's people. There's a lot of people there, and so I have to get in the habit of like wearing a mask and so on and so forth. Um, but me going there and then coming home to the fam or like going and hanging out with people. I don't know what I have. And then you don't know what other, exactly. Don't know what other people have without them even knowing. Yeah. It. So and that's not really how it is. And, okay, before we even get into the heart of this conversation, right now, 2020, um, I mean it kind of started in 2019, but it was mainly hitting up in China. I don't know how to pronounce the city, but it's like wound something like that. Okay. Um the idea, don't quote me because I am not a new we're not a news channel, but it came from a lot of viruses come from animals eating animals yes and animal yeah and we this is the first time us is not because we've had some things called like the black plagues as came came from bacteria or like from rats or whatever whatever but right now we're seeing like this thing called the coronavirus numbers it's number seven but they call it corona um covid 19 and that started in china if I'm not mistaken, it started from bats. But the thing is, um, it came from bats. The thing is, this is not going to be the first, I believe, it's not going to be the first epidemic that we have. And people want to blame Asians for eating exotic animals and eating weird stuff. The thing is, the more that we mess with these animals that shouldn't be messed with or like explore into the like certain lands that we shouldn't be messing with, we're going to keep coming into contact with viruses that live in animals. We're not that we're not equipped to. Exactly. Bats have these viruses in them. And whatever is going on with their immune system or whatever, 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 they can deal with it. But then you bring that along here with us that we can't adapt to it, which is why we're so we're freaking out because it's new. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how what to base it off of, you know. Where people are dying. You know, a lot of people and it's so rapid in the fact that it's like airborne as in Someone can be chilling, coughing, whatever the case might be. <laughs> just just chilling. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're chilling, living, you feel me? Like, breathing. Yeah, breathing. And then you got it. You feel me? Like, some people don't even know that they have it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's so scary. Um, some people are not aware of it. You know, um, it's so easy to get catch because it's airborne. So, yeah, that's what's going on right now. That ain't crazy. I'm it sure. is. Yeah. But I, I was saying on Facebook, the most reliable news source on the planet. <laughs> okay. There's, there was like a plague. Let's, let's call this like a plague or like a, a virus. 1720, 1820, mm -hmm. 1920, mm -hmm. and then now 2020. Mm -hmm. I didn't fully look into it, but I was like, hmm. Every hundred what years. What if it's just like not even like humans, but just the planet? every so often creates that that's like all right let's get rid of some people mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. as heartbreaking and everything you know like my condolences to everyone but that's just you also have to take in like earth's own like evolution and natural selection yes. not, not even natural selection it's just like the way everything evolves it's yeah. like all right it's like a cycle mm -hmm. if you really look at it mm -hmm. like that so if it is like that, then that's interesting. Maybe yeah. every couple hundred years or every something hundred happens. years or something like that. Yeah. And you know, okay, so 
places are on lockdown at different times. Like China went through their lockdown. They were kind of going back to normal. Um, the U.S. is somewhat trying to do a, a lockdown. It is and it isn't. Yeah, like California is actually we're oh, so today we're because before the ranking of how this is going is like how, um, New York. It, it's hitting really bad in New York. Like the percentage of overall like the U.S. people, like they have a high percent. We were supposed to be running in second, but California actually has an eight percent of what's going on. A six to eight percent. I think like Chicago is hitting. Oh, um, so populated. Yeah, like California is actually doing kind of okay because I guess we did somewhat listen, but um, I mean, either way, like the numbers are going. Yeah. Insane. I don't know. I'm just looking at this in a very skeptical lens because mm-hmm. it's like, where are all these people that are dying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like. My boyfriend keeps thinking they're like, have you noticed that there's no homeless people around? Like mm-hmm. he's like, they're just white picking them up, and they're saying that those are the victims. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that would be a really crazy, radical thing to do, you know? Like that's like eugenics, in yeah. a way, you know? But I don't know. I just feel like it's like, oh, and then the news are bombarding you. They're like. This person just died of coronavirus. This person died of coronavirus, and it's like probably people that were gonna die anyway mm-hmm. because of natural, like it was a or like heart complications mm-hmm. or stuff, and they're just like coronavirus. So I'm just like, I don't know. And yeah. then I have people close to me that work at hospitals, mm-hmm. and they're like, No, we're just like running out of supplies, mm-hmm. running out of supplies, mm-hmm. which that's more believable than like everybody's just yeah. dying, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I. I worry, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel like there's something else going on. Exactly. If you know the government, it's like, hey, look at me. Of course. But there's something going on right here. Yeah. You know? But yeah. That's just my point of view. No, I agree. Like, with this case, I told my mom, like, before I was following, like, the news to more so be educated and because I was concerned, mm-hmm. um, for myself, I'm trying to take extra precaution because I'm the one that goes out more and then I work with these people that I don't know. And it's more so for my mom's safety because, exactly. like, she had a heart attack and I know her lungs suck. So, homegirl is clocking out the moment she gets that. So, I'm like, let me try not to because I love my mom. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. So, no, yeah. But um, I do think because, like, the thing about it, yes, people are dying. Okay. There's, we, it's 10, 10 people, right? I'm just going to, like, put this into perspective with numbers. We have 10 people and, um, all 10 people are dying i'm trying to work this correctly like one person dies okay you know know? and then we have 20 people and then still one. so okay the point i'm trying to say is like we have so many people getting it like so many people have it without knowing a lot of the cases are mild but because there's a large amount of people that have it there's a small percentage of people who are dying but if it's a million people and it's one percent, I think that's like ten thousand. Yeah, it's still a lot. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, technically, it's not that bad statistically because one percent. Not saying that no one's life is if less than the other. If you look at it through the number side, yeah, like, it's, then it's like oh, it's one percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then if you look at done. it through like the people and personal connections that each person has, then it's like, oh It's very God. heartbreaking, but in the case, like, they, but they only want to focus on death, 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 and I feel like it's more so to kind of fear people to stay the fuck in, you know, because when those kids in Florida still wanted to do their fucking spring break... That was insane. It was, it. and a lot of them now, they have it, but when they were doing that, because before you never heard anything there, you were just saying people who are old, people who have, like, um, underlining health stuff, be careful. When they were out there doing their shit, then the news and the media was like, people of young ages are dying. They're so like, you know, they were just making a big deal so people can stay home. So that's what that is. At the same time, people are sheep and they will follow and they will panic and everything. Like, um, I had a friend of a friend and he calls like panicking, like, oh my God, they're going to drop a bomb in New York because there's so many people that are infected and that's going to be the only rational thing. (laughs) And it's like, yes, the government will just bomb its own country because of the virus, you know? But I feel like, sorry to that person, because you know who you are, but... It's just kind of like people get so in fear of and course. anxious and like so constantly. Um, but I'm like, do I just constantly live in anxiety and that's why I'm chilling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me. 
But real quick on this COVID-19, um, kind of what Maria has said earlier, how like the news and the media is kind of like feeding on the negativity and stuff. Um, I've been telling my mom like, yeah, okay, you can kind of educate yourself and stuff like that, but really just try to stay positive because even if you allow all that negativity to come in, like that's not good for your health. You feel me? Exactly. So it's really about being healthy, taking care of yourself. If you get sick, Endless is there for you. Like, we pray for you, but get rest, drink water, stay hydrated, do these certain things. I mean, if it gets really, really bad. Yeah, vitamin D. Take your vitamins, certain type of vitamins, especially since you're not outside, getting that exercise, getting that sun, take vitamin D to replace that. You know, um, but really take care of yourself and try to stay mentally positive because if your mind is fucked up, your body is going to follow. You feel me? So it is what it is, but we're going to get through this um we are and i'm actually very excited to see how it'll be once we kind of like it not i don't think it's ever going to go away but once it, we have more answers to our questions and more control that's really what the problem is um but things are going to change because i feel that there's going to be more sympathy or like more love more human connection more like compassion um but my one fear that i have and this will be like my last little rant about this shit is that um the earth is kind of doing really good right now or like with global warming or i've been seeing a lot of things like that but i'm scared that like when this goes not goes away but gets more control and we just quick because i know we're going to quickly just hop back yeah. in it yeah that yeah. might shock see how clear the air is yeah. now and everything and so i feel like it might shock because oh. like for example if you put like a like Say there's a freezing, freezing cup, right? That's made out of whatever material. But if you just quickly put some hot shit in it, it can crack. And so I feel like with here, it might be doing so good because it slowly got good. And then we're just going to quickly trash it again. Fuck it up again. That something's going to happen. Um, oh, I hadn't even thought about Yeah, that. that's my fear. I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, that's not gonna be good <laughs> that's insane mm -hmm. yeah well i haven't gone hiking in forever and now in la you can't go hiking so. but i remember going to hikes and then you get to a point where you like see all of the pollution and it's just like this gray cloud all over la and you can see like la burbank and like all the other like big places because everything's so close it's mm -hmm. just like traffic yeah. It's, it sucks, you know? So you see it all. But then now, like, I've seen pictures of people posting it, and it's, like, so clear and mm -hmm. everything. And the person that I noticed it from was my mom. Because mm -hmm. she's like, look how the sun looks. Like, mm -hmm. it looks so much different. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, and it feels different, mm -hmm. you know? But at the same time, it's lockdown, and look how many cars there are. Exactly. And how many people are out, like, everywhere, you uh -huh. know? I have seen people wear more masks, which mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I should now, mm -hmm. but... I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I feel like with the mask, um, I mean, oh darn, I'm wearing a medical mask. I'm so sorry because it's full of supply. But like, if you're out somewhere and you're going to like a supermarket or you're going somewhere that's going to, if you're going somewhere where there's strangers, mm. you feel me? I would say to wear a mask um, or wear something to cover up your face, just because you don't you don't know what other people are carrying. Um, and for myself. I'm dealing with like people at work and I don't I know you said you have some appointments you don't know if the two people that you just met up with exactly. all the hundred people that they've been in contact with yeah so yeah. when you're going out and about to meet up with people that you are not around normally I would just say like cover your face especially if you know you guys are going to be close and there's no real distance one going back on topic Cheyenne is gonna take the lead on this video and introduce to us a topic that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Un poquito. Un poquito. Choto. Yeah. Choto Hanashimas. Um okay so today we're gonna be talking about this acronym. I don't know if I'll put something here but acronym. <laughs> BDSM. 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 A submissive, a sub, which also I can't talk! <laughs> Sing it off! Sing it off! <laughs> okay, what are you hearing? I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry. I can't talk. I can't explain with this fucking mask on. Um, can we do this again? <laughs> Third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. I think Maria's safe, you guys. Yeah. 
Okay, um, all right, let's go back a little bit more on topic for this video. For this one, we're gonna hit back on a topic that we've talked about before, like Pokito. So Cheyenne's oh. gonna take the lead. Yes. Okay, so there's this thing that I'm absolutely like in love with. Like I have, I claim myself to be a part of this community. It is a part of my identity. It has shaped me of the person I am today. Um, so before I even introduce it, I wanna, I don't remember when I got into it. Like, um, I think when I got into Tumblr <laughs> um, back in like middle Tumblr. school, yeah, Tumblr teaches the you Tumblr a lot. Scene. The Tumblr scene, bro, like legit Tumblr scene. You feel me? Ninth grade, yeah, I got into a lot of weird like sex profiles and stuff I was seeing, and a lot of it dealt with bondage. Um, a lot of rope bunnies, some people like to call themselves. Okay. And um, what is that? So a rope bunny is basically normally a female, but a male, either one. It's someone that likes to be tied up. They just love ropes. They like to be tied up in different positions. They like to be tied up and take pictures. Um, there's also another Japanese term that I have not remembered, but it starts with an S. Um, but they call themselves that. And the really cool thing about BDSM, and I'll also explain it again when I talk more about it, is that you can take whatever you want to be a part of and give it your own title. You feel me? So it's like, mm. if you're into rope, and say you don't want to be called a rope bunny because you don't identify yourself as a bunny, you identify yourself as a puppy. Maybe you're a rope puppy. Like, whatever you want to be, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, so a rope bunny, whenever you hear rope whatever, it's normally just someone that likes to be tied up. Mm -hmm. I got it. So I would see a lot of these things going on, and I would just, like, look it up. And then I'll start hearing the terms daddy and, like, baby girl and, like, princess. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I like this shit. <laughs> like, it's interesting, you know? Um, For sure. And I want to say maybe in 10th, like, 11th grade more so, I, um, with a partner, a horrible abusive partner I was with, um, I was trying to explore kind of, like, the topic of it with him. And he will always, like, shun me. He's like, you're weird. Why are you fucking doing that? What is wrong with you? That's not okay. And I'm just like, but this is... Uh. I just found something. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so um, I kind of, because of that, and because I was with him for a while, um, I let it go in a sense i was still curious but i wasn't exploring because the person i was with you know you get shut down every time with your partner exactly so and i mean people at that time too i mean we were young we we're stupid you feel me we stupid or whatever but like um people like sex or like the idea of sex but no one was really talking about bdsm they were just talking about like oh yeah i dicked this girl down or yeah i gave him like you know like that basic stuff or whatever like that freaky shit um but no one was really interested in sex and BDSM or what comes with it, like the real, like, you know, all these things. And I guess at the age two, you're not, normally you don't really understand. Maybe you're not mature enough to yeah, really it, understand, like, the art of, or, like, the, the passion that exactly. it brings. Not just, it's not just about, like, uh, yeah, like, oh, a quickie, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And even now, that's something that I deal with. I'll talk about that, too. But, um... Yeah, you know, and so no one's really talking about that. So that wasn't really something that I would express. And then 12th grade, the ending of my senior year, I met this beautiful, beautiful man and we got in a relationship. And um, with him, I it took us some time in our relationship to get into it, but I started, I brought it back up. You know, I started to explore that topic with him. And even though it was, I didn't know what I was doing, he didn't know what he was doing because he was completely new to it on so many different levels. Um, but you guys learned together. Yeah, we were way. like picking it up. We were getting to that, like, that daddy scene. I was figuring out, like I've always been like a submissive person and I would explain what that is. But I was able to actually kind of explore that, get the names down, do certain things and figure out what I liked. Mm -hmm. um, but it was still very, very basic. Um, and then also, I'm not going to go too much in details because this is way too deep for, like, the world. This is chapter one. Yeah. This is, yeah, introduction. But, um, BDSM has saved my life in, like, a mental way. And okay. so I also really um, connect to it on a deeper level because it helped pull me out of abuse. And uh -huh. so, um, yeah, so, like, there's so many reasons why it feeds into my curiosity, allows me to be who I am. It's built my character and it's also saved me through some fucked up shit. So, um, yes, BDSM. And then, let's say college. Um, it wasn't until 
I want to say my third year of college um, when I started to really yeah. explore it. And that's Take when it back I, up again. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's when I met this guy named the devil. Um, and so we got into some real crazy shit and I was explaining to him how like, I'm a little, I'm a sub, I want to submit to someone, I want to give myself up to someone. And he um, was a daddy, um, a horrible, horrible, horrible daddy. And I will also bring that up because that's important to be a good, like, you know, good daddy or whatever. This, once again, kind of happened my third year of college. But when I first started, when I first started college, my whole, I, like, um, goal was to study human sexuality and stuff like that. And I was taking queer classes, queer English classes. So we were writing a lot about, um, we were just writing a lot. So whenever I had the opportunity to write an essay or do research about a certain open topic, I will always lean to BDSM. So I would, um, my first few years of college, even when I had a speech class, I would do like do papers about BDSM, the oh, dangers, really? this and this and that. Yeah, um, I think I can find one of my my email, and I will love to continue to do that again. Um, but yes, so I've introduced this little story of mine um and now i want to explain what bdsm is as you heard we said a few terms already rope bunny daddy baby girl whatever yeah maria do you it's been a while since we talked about it but do you think you remember what okay, bdsm so it was for? um b for bondage mm -hmm. and then s no 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 d mm -hmm. um bb what was d d oh shoot Dominant, dominant, dominant. Okay, and then submissive, and then sadist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Why did I always get them confused? Like, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I know them. I remember them a little bit. One more. M. The masochist. Yes. Masochist. Yes. yes. That one. That's it. But what is the masochist again? So. The one that likes pain. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, I guess. I know. I know. <laughs> so. I've been taught well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good job. E does so like Maria said, um, BDSM stands for bondage, the B for bondage, the D for dominance, the S for, um, see, I didn't shit. The S for submission or sub, so, whatever, yeah. Um, S also stands for sadist and M stands for masochist and people like to combine so many different things, but there's a SM, sadomasochist, yes. So what are those things? Like what the fuck? Like all these terms were they It sounds mean. intimidating when you don't know. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, I actually really like that you said that because a lot of people they automatically assume BDSM. Oh my god, you like just ropes or you just like um, pain just or you like, just like getting this. slapped yeah. around and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, so please teach us. <laughs> I shall. <laughs> um, but really cool thing about BDSM is just like you have the space to take whatever you want to identify with whatever you are into and play with it like it's something to mold and shape for you you feel me and like we are all kind of into BDSM on different type of levels um if you are not a person that participates in BDSM or does not identify yourself as BDSM that term is a vanilla vanilla love vanilla sex vanilla lifestyle is still fun it's okay it's not for me but it's still okay to be a vanilla but if you're not a person that um like I said likes BDSM at all then that's vanilla. something you want to consider um but yeah so bondage deals with restraints deals with ropes um there is a mix like everything kind of mixed in with each other but um with bondage you also deal with a lot of discipline because <clears throat> if you're getting tied up say some people like to do it for art so a tie like i can probably do a tie that takes me like one minute because we're about to do something you know well, who knows but then exactly there we go <laughs> but there's some people who will probably have to put their body in weird positions or sit there for hours and hours on end while a knot is being done and that does take that hurts that can hurt your body it can hurt your mind oh, shit. yeah hours? yeah some knots like depending on how extreme they take it like rope bunnies like if you've ever like i can probably pull up some pictures but um there you'll find a lot of art where it's like maybe someone's tied up and it's a huge tree or something around them like it takes a lot they maybe have to bend their leg all the way over here so it can be tied to their hand in some type of weird way you know so there's different levels of it i've never been in a, in a situation as such um i mean i wouldn't mind exploring 
being a rope bunny or playing around with rope more, but my knots has never been that extreme. But yeah, it can. Um, Interesting. And take what it kind to of material point. do you use? Some people, it all depends on what's again on you. A lot of people use like regular rope. You can use. Like if you want to do something fun, maybe you have a scarf or a necktie, you know, something short. It you can whatever can tie a person down, can tie a person out. I mean, if someone's into like, but it's not like limited. Like, oh, if I'm a rope bunny, I'm only use like um, nylon or mm -hmm. I don't know what material. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. But it's not like I we only use leather. Mm -hmm. or it's not exclusive. Yeah. Leather. No, it's not. And if okay. you are a person that's like, I don't even like to be. Anything I do is has to be leather. Anything I use has to be pink. Whatever you want to do, you're able to. But as a whole, That's anything you want it to be. That's yeah, exactly. You do you. So, okay, yeah. Cool. And which is one reason why I love it so much because it gives you that space to really be you. And if anyone else is judging what you're doing, you're not a part of the BDSM family. I'm sorry because we don't judge. You, you know, it's like, you know, so. It's more you get judgment from the people outside of it because mm -hmm. it's like, exactly but the people we do judge and if we judge these people we don't claim them to be about a part of our community are people who do not follow like do not respect bdsm and i will bring that up later on what that means uh -huh. um but yes yeah, so we have bondage um then we have d which is my favorite um it could be discipline it could be dominant it could be however really what it is but um what it's explained as is someone that likes to be in control, be in some type of power, someone that's dominant. Um, and um, normally that person is associated with someone, which is the next letter, which is a S, that's called a sub or a submissive. And what that person is, someone that likes to submit their self to a person. Maybe you don't really still don't know what that means. It's just like someone that kind of like, <sighs> their body is their partner's playground they're dominant like they're the person that's it's dominating like the daddy like, little girl yeah type of exactly scenario. so okay. um you have your dominant you have your submission your submissive and then s also stands for sadist which is a person that likes to conflict pain um i am a sadist but i'm not a, a person that likes to conflict pain physically i like to conflict pain mentally oh shit yeah so like oh, yeah i'm into that type of stuff um and my mom calls me that all the time and so it's like yeah, it can be a little manipulative. That's why I'm very sarcastic sometimes. But I really like to play with people's head. Okay. Um, and um, but however you want to be, like if you. So sadist can be inflicting pain, and then masochist is taking pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting, interesting. Yes. So and then you can do it emotionally mm -hmm. or physically. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I mean, hopefully, if you're doing it mentally, it's not. There are some people who are fucking evil, and, uh, but hopefully, you're not really like you know taking advantage of the person. But even for me, like for example, the sadist side of me, that's not like anything dealing with the anything that I kind of um, identify myself with in BDSM also deals with my daily life as well, and I can explain how. But for example, with being a sadist, like if I'm bored then maybe I just feel like messing with someone sarcastically, maybe on a very mild level, just see where they're going at. And that entertains me because <laughs> I get off to that. Or like, you know, so it's it's different. Or if say if I'm messing with someone and we're really, like they know it of course, and that's a different type of level. But um, yeah, and then like Maria had said, a masochist is someone that likes to conflict the pain. Um, and so, yeah. Who likes to feel pain. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And once again, there's different levels. Say, for example, because like I, I also consider myself as as a submissive person that I am. There is a side of me that is a masochist because I do like to feel the pain. Okay. Um, so I can explain a little bit about my um, masochism or whatever. Um, compared to someone else, like there might be a person I knew one a girl who a long time ago like she enjoyed stapling herself or getting stapled or I know okay. some people that likes to be cut. Um, I during sex, some people like that. Yeah, okay. foreplay, whatever the case might be. I'm not into that. I'm not here to judge. Exactly. Um, okay. But my level Sorry of it, face. <laughs> it's fine. No, facial expressions are good. It was my first reaction. I have never heard that. Yeah. And, no, it's and it's okay. like a lot of people do a lot of crazy things. Um, I yeah. But my level of it might be like, I'm gonna try to keep this PG thirteen. Um, but like hit. 
very hard you know like I, I i can enjoy the hits but i don't want to get cut you know and so i can see yeah i can see that being more enjoyable mm -hmm. than actually getting cut because it, it's probably like different parts of your psyche that it hits mm -hmm. the actual like physical pain over like some not not like this yeah, yeah but like something so everyone has a different there might be someone who's into getting cut but they don't like getting hit or they don't like getting hit with uh or whatever spank whatever you want yeah you know so yeah exactly so it's just there's so many ways to really um dive into bdsm and which is why when people automatically are just like oh so you like pain or you're just this or you're automatically a freak you can be into bdsm and don't have sex BDSM does not mean that you're sexually active. It oh, goes really? With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like so much into it. Um, so that's why it's amazing and it's a lot to learn, even for myself. Yeah, for sure. So, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I would say like for... How do you feel that you get... Because I know on your social media, you're very open about it. Like, what reactions do you get? Do you feel like it's all positive? Mm -hmm. Or do you feel like some people ever judge you? Mm -hmm. Or what do you feel like the spectrum is? Um, <clears throat> Most definitely before. Because, like, right now, compared to how I used to be on my social media about it, I was very, very open. Like, now I've been, like, it's, like, 2 3% compared to how I used to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, like, especially when I had, like, a daddy, like, I was going crazy. Um, but I, I did have people tell me like that's fucking weird. Why do you do that? Why are you into that? Or to me, what's negative <clears throat> is uh, the perverts that would just slide on in and it's like, oh, so you into this, or you call yourself that, or you're looking for a daddy, like, and say some nasty, provocative things. They still do, but it's not as bad because it's not as many as it used to be. Um, so that would be more so of the negative part because okay. automatically. Like, people kind of assume, like, you'll just be down to fuck them. Yeah, you know, or I'm down to do this, or, like, just, like, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I am a freak. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about how freaky I am, but, um... We're still trying to get advertising. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and so, but it's, like, and I feel like I have this the right to express the fact that I want a daddy, or I'm a little, or I'm a submissive, or maybe show this, but, like, you know, it's a little irritating sometimes when they're just, like... They don't even care about who I am as a person, you know, at this point. It's just like, oh, so you a freak, like, what shit, like, you know, some nasty yeah. stuff. And I'm like, okay, I might have done that, but what is it to you? Not for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's very you know? different. Because, like, let's say, like, you're with a partner that you trust and that you love. Like, you're going to be willing to do a lot more things than for a random stranger who's exactly. lighting on your DMs. It's like, who do you think, how desperate or, like, who do you think I am that you're just going to message me and I'm going to be like, oh. Exactly. Exactly. And, oh, Jesus. Like, even... Well, not even talking about the BDSM, but like I'm a person in general. I love sex. Like I don't know how I can express that to people. Like I love it so much. Like the art of like sexuality, you know. And so when I will, I love it. I'm so sorry. I love it depicted in art mm -hmm. when it's like um like ladies are just like very like just like sensual mm -hmm. and like aged. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 everywhere. Like it. It's, it's in politics, it's how we built this world, it is our fucking survival, it is our entertainment, it is our art, it is our communication, like there's so, it's like, it's so much about it and I For love sure. it like so much, it makes me so, so happy. So like, erot like eroticism and like erotic that you're just like, ooh, yes. like, oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> 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 Exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> But, um, you know, one thing that used to annoy me, too, when I would tell people, like, I want to study human sexuality. Oh, my God. Guys used to think it was a perfect, a perfect pickup line. Yeah, I want to study human sexuality. So you like sex? Hmm? So you know what's up? Hmm? I'm like, oh, bitch. So what can you do? Exactly. I'm like, when, if someone tells you I study science, you're just not like, ceiling so like biology. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same thing and it's like yes there's pleasure to it but there's also like a scientific fucking method behind it like there's science and so much stuff behind it but they absolutely ignore that and they just automatically believe that i am a person that's obsessed with sex even though i am but it's just like in a disrespectful way you know 
it's annoying. So that's the type of negativity that I get, and that's really um, annoying. And then I also feel like it um, it causes complication in my dating life um, because I am open about that, about it in the sense of like educating people. Because what I really love when I talk about BDSM and when I put it out there is that a lot of people come to me with questions. Or they're curious. They're like, oh my yeah. god, I didn't even know that. Because you're thing. gonna get that round of like perverts, but then you're gonna get that round of people that are like, oh my god, I didn't know there was like somewhere I could go for exactly. that, or I didn't know I could find more information. Mm -hmm. or like, oh, I'm interested. Tell yeah, me more about that. And they know? they don't know anyone that's talked about this, so they feel like they have someone to talk to. Because it's so taboo. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't do the sex. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, like it's crazy because now I do see people talking about it a little bit more. Just a little bit more, because back then, like, barely, you know? Um, but, yeah, and I think I do want to really bring that into my life um, more. And because I'm getting close to graduation. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mom. I promise you're not going to get sick. Watch when I come home. She won't see this video. She won't see this video two weeks after it's been made. Did she watch like, them? I don't think so. I don't know. But I know she, like, follows up stuff on Instagram. I know my mom does, too. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> as long as you don't watch the videos. It's messed. Okay, so yeah, I really get pleasure out because before this weird route of college and work that I'm in now, like um, I wanted to be a sex therapist. So oh really? Yeah, like I wanted to be a sex therapist, but the fans just like no, you know, like well they weren't necessarily downing my dreams, but they're like you have to go get a doctoral, like a doctoral or whatever. Yeah, because um, it would have to been like psychology, right? Yeah, and they're like, you can't do anything with a BS in that. A BS, a <laughs> bachelor's degree, isn't it called a BS? Right? I think or if it's psychology, science, it'd it's be BA. like BA. Yeah, <laughs> it's not BS, but um, they're like, you can't this do it. That. BS. <laughs> That's my degree. My degree is a BS. Um, bachelor of science. At the end of it, all of them are. Yeah, what are we gonna do? Graduate on Skype? That is. They, they said that we might come back for graduation. Like, oh, really? yeah, if anything, they might they might throw a graduation for us. Like when everything goes down. What but. social distance then? Face masks for everyone. That's a good question. Like, I, you know, like once again, like when things go back to normal, I don't even know if people are going to be social distancing. And the thing is, they're going to sit there and be like, oh, it's gone, but it's never going to be gone. It's, <laughs> it's going to be, be like, like it was those scary movies that's like they thought it was gone, but it was living among us. Yeah, it's going to be a part two. <laughs> I, know, uh, I saw but, who else? China, I think they're locking down other. No, Hong Kong. They're mm -hmm. locking down again after the first wave went down. Oh really? And then somebody else tweeted, they're like, "What if we just keep like constantly quarantining until there's like nobody left?" Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I just like my mom the other day. She was telling me she's like, when I was a kid in church, they used to talk about how like the end of the world is gonna be crazy weather, it's gonna be diseases. I was like, I just started a new job, so that got late. <laughs> I'm not ready to My go. My life is going good now. I don't have time for that I right know, now. I know, sorry. Like, I did not go to fucking college for six years, go through all that heartbreak for nothing. Dude, two, no, no, fuck so, that. Um, but yes. I need to move away from this country before I need, I need to live somewhere and like become a writer and become a professor yeah. and then be like, Right, right. Yeah, I'm not fucking ready to die. I need another 20 years. Yeah. Minimal. minimal. Yeah. Which still, I'm at 40. This mm -hmm. is way too early. Mm -hmm. I, I want to retire when I'm 40. I like, I want, at that point, the, for sure, Endless will be built and going. So that will be like, okay, that's different. But like, any type of like working for someone else or getting a paycheck, like, for sure, way before I'm 40, no. So, um, sorry, job. I'm not going to be working there for 30 years, probably like 15 or 20 years, we'll see. Um, but yeah, 40 years, I'm not working for anyone else. But yes, BDSM has fucked with my dating life because people have this very negative perspective on me, um, a sexual perspective on me. But yes. That's that. Do you, okay, when you meet, let's say you meet somebody new, how long does it take for you to let them know that you're into BDSM? Or when do you introduce the topic or start talking about it? And that's a very good question because there's like this guy that I had interest in and like, I didn't necessarily tell him I was into BDSM, but like once we kind of started doing some sexual stuff or I think I even told him before I'm like I want a daddy and I didn't really explain somehow what a daddy was until kind of after a few times but 
Um, if they follow me on my social media, for sure, like right off the back, they're already gonna know because I'm gonna expose it. But um, if, yeah, that's a good question. Cause I mean like on a first date or first few hangouts, I don't really like to talk about sex. Um, I don't know. Actually, I guess I don't have that question for myself, and that's something that I should look into because with this thing that I wanted with this guy, I, I didn't want him to be my daddy, um, but I don't. That's not going anywhere, and so I feel like for the next one to come around, I should figure out when it would be a good time. Like I should talk about that before sex. Anything that's intimate, sure. I should get into that because yeah. not necessarily saying like the first time we have to do some crazy stuff because that's not necessarily what I want. But for them to understand, because, okay, I associate with kind of basically everything in BDSM. I'm into bondage. I'm not on a very extreme level. I don't practice ropes or tying anymore. I, like, try to get into that. Um, but I do like to be tied up. I do like restraints. Um, it's not mandatory. My um, must-have, though, um, in a relation, because it's crazy, because I do find something a boyfriend and a daddy are two different things to me, but you could be my boyfriend who's my daddy, but you don't have to be my daddy that's a boyfriend. Um, and I can, <laughs> so, but, yeah. <laughs> Cause like a, a, okay, yeah, I so. got it though. I, it just took me a second to come back. But yeah, so like, I'm, I, I associate more so with um, dominance and a submissive. I'm a submissive person. Um, I like to be called, I'm a brat, which is my term. And a brat is just someone who is bratty. Like, I'm fucking bratty. There's littles um, who likes that are more like little babies, little playish. They do some do play age as in like likes to dress up as little babies or likes to wear diapers or likes bottles. Like yeah. people are into different things. Um, me as a brat, I would associate myself more with like I'm the one that will talk back to you. I'm a little sassy. I like to play video games. I like to do like nice. more Tomish things. Okay. Um, and so that's that. And so I like to submit myself to my partner. Um, and when we're in the, like, you know, the outside world in public, I like to be more like the dominant one in a relationship. As in like, I'm running things, this is this, this is that. Sure. But then there are gonna be times where you have to take control, but I don't want you running things. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go. I'm in a mess, you deal with it. Um, you know, so, but I'm a little. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, and so that being said, I feel like when I start before the sex or whatever, that I need to start vocalizing that a little better and be like, look, you know, before we start doing this, I need to know if you are just trying to be just a straight out fuck buddy or if you are interested in being my daddy. Because when I start to submit myself to someone as a fuck buddy, I don't submit. We're just here for one thing. There's no communication. We don't need to do all that lovey-dovey. Don't talk. We, we're not friends. We're just here to get one thing done. But if I'm going to cross that line with you, I am naturally going to submit to you. And when I submit to someone, I get attached. Um, no matter how no much you Yeah, because it's like right off the bat, I already it know what I want. Emotional. It very, it's super emotional. It takes you like, and the deeper that you submit to people, it takes you in a certain type of mindset because some people like to do certain things that you don't do normally you know you are really submitting your body your mm -hmm. mind to a person's pleasure it's all about what he wants for me and he um and so the more things that we do you know it pulls from me immensely um and so that's why it's very important that i feel like people understand like what it means to be dead because i can't submit to you and you're happy and we're talking, we connect sexually, and then when we're not in a, sexu a sexual environment, you're ignoring me, you're not talking to me, you're not reaching out to me, there's no anything because then I feel worthless. And it's just like, okay, cool, but then when you're ready to fuck again, you wanna hit me up so I can submit to you, you feel me? So it's like, it's no, important to have- deserve it, like Yeah, exactly. But because of how I am mentally and how I like to submit and my past traumas and stuff, like, of course I'm just gonna be like, okay, Daddy, I'm attached. Yeah. You know? Um. So going back to your question about when I should tell it, I guess I should start doing that before I get sexual with them because if we're gonna get on that deep level, like they need to know right off the bat. But I feel like still, regardless, if you're just gonna be like fuck buddies or if you're going to be like something more like like a daddy, like you were saying, regardless, you should wait a little bit to mm -hmm. have sex with them. You mm -hmm. know, like get to know them as a person because mm -hmm. no matter what role you guys take, it's gonna be like 
whatever chemistry you guys have. Yeah. And if you have none, then it's like, then why am I gonna do all of these exactly. things? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's know? a good point. And then for my, okay, because like, well, one with a fuck buddy, because, um, okay, the way that I am, I don't, I know right off the back based off of a touch if you touch me and i like the way you feel then i know i want you mm -hmm. um so like you could be attractive you could uh -huh. be whatever but there's certain things about a person that i know like with my ex like we talked one day and he touched me and i was like this is it i know i want you so it's oh, like interesting yeah so like i can deal or talk with guys but like i'm one of those people that right off the back knows if i want you and which is why i guess for some that could be intimidating or they're not okay with that because it takes people some time so with the fuck buddy um i already know that i don't want you but you you as a person or for whatever reason you're okay enough to allow you to come around me and have sex because i won't have sex with people unless i want you Okay. Um, and if I don't want you, it's just for that pleasure and I don't want a friendship. I don't want to know about you. I don't want us to be friends because I can't, I'm the type of person that if I have sex with you, there's no, because naturally I submit, there's going to be some type of feelings. If I'm just fucking you, we're not kissing. I don't follow you on Instagram. I don't want you to see my face. We're in a position where it's just like nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very strict. Like people talk about let's be fuck buddies. I'm like, are you sure? Because I can, I can be a fuck buddy. Y'all don't know how to be fuck buddies. Like I can't deal with that in between type of shit. It drives me crazy. So yeah, that's how I am. Um, that's so, interesting. That's interesting. I mean, at the same time, how can you have sex with somebody or be intimate with somebody mm -hmm. if you don't have some sort of feelings? Exactly. Like, I honestly don't know. Exactly. Do that. I just feel like now, like it's so sacred and safe to me that I'm like, why would I give that? Give that part of myself to you if you're not worthy exactly you know? I'm just like mm, deserve me mm -hmm. and it, it feels better when you're then when you like let something. somebody in like that to, to be your partner then it's like it's so much more meaningful than if you're just having like i don't know sex with other people mm -hmm. but yeah that's what i have fun. no i agree with that um like for example with kissing like um i'm not gonna throw out my body count it's not that extreme but probably just for example say i have five like maybe only two of them i've kissed or only one oh, of them really? yeah like kissing uh, like that's one of those things where it's like i that's passion to me you know and so it's like um, and it's different for everybody else mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure so yeah sex is amazing and it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that i don't feel like people um, appreciate it yes it can be for a moment of pleasure real quick or whatever mm -hmm. but um there's so much more to it um so yeah that's true that's true that's interesting with bdsm there are a few things that are very 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 important and i had said earlier how we really don't judge people and stuff like that but if we are judging a person we technically don't even claim them into our community and so the person that we're judging are the ones that do not do aftercare do not have safe words or do not set boundaries so these are very important things so aftercare safe words and boundaries yeah or like post care too which is something but yeah okay. so um first things first setting boundaries that's extremely important so say if like uh, what that means is that you're about to do whatever you're about to do um but if you're not comfortable with some something, you know, um, then you let the person know, like, hey, we can do this or we can do that, but just know that I'm not okay with maybe this position or I'm not okay with going this far or I don't like being caught this. Like, you know, just setting some type of boundaries. Say if you don't have any, for example, because I don't really have any boundaries yet, um, you can explore it. And when that boundary comes up or that point, a boundary is basically a point of discomfort discomfort so when you start feeling that you let the person know like hey i'm yeah. not into this um, pre-sex or during or you so say if you know it before the sex and you're comfortable enough to express it then you will want to set boundaries before you guys have start having okay. sex or yeah. maybe Talk you guys yeah or maybe you guys had sex a few times and it was just normal casual but now you guys are like thinking about spicing it up a little bit but once again you know there's some things that Let's you're uncomfortable with boundaries. yeah okay, that's um smart. and if you don't know boundaries you can explore it and once you start feeling discomfort you express it um and that ties into this thing called a safe word so my safe word is cranberry so what is a safe word it is something that's not yes or no because sometimes yes and no mean the same thing when you're having sex <laughs> i don't want to say yes or no on that so 
A safe word is an indication that you are uncomfortable. You need them to stop, like for real, for real. Like now. Yeah. Okay. Like um. Have you ever forgotten your safe word? No. Do you have the same safe word for everyone? I do. Okay. I personally do. And if your person likes to change it up, just make sure that the person knows. You know, if like one day you want it to be pink and the next day you want it to be blue, just at least let the person know. You know, because um, if you're just saying blue and they're like, okay, but you told me pink, like maybe you just what like to say your colors. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so that's that. A safe word is extremely, extremely important. Um, and before I get into the last ones, um, if someone, if you're in a situation and you already set your boundaries, right? Um, you expressed yourself, you've, you've expressed your safe word, and you are with a partner mm-hmm. that even though you are saying your safe word or you're expressing your discomfort and they choose to ignore that at that point that's rape that is abuse that is not okay and that's what we frown upon because that happens a lot especially when i was um when i used to do my essays and stuff like i would write a lot about the importance of safe words and like rape how closely they can be together in a sense of it depends on that person your partner you know um so that can be very hard for people uh, so safe words are important for those reasons. Um, so aftercare, it's like my favorite thing. Aftercare, there's also a post-care, whatever. Um, but um, that is extremely important. And, what is that exactly? Okay, so aftercare is, um, it, it plays a part of anything. But when you are in a moment, if you guys are practicing some type of level of BDSM or just casual sex, it's basically the cuddles. It's basically, um, say, in my situation, my dominant person knows that I like to watch movies or I like to watch horror movies. Maybe when we're done what we're doing, he puts on a horror movie or we play some games together or we do something that brings us back together. Exactly. Okay. So it's just checking to make sure that the person that you were with is okay. It's not rolling over and going to sleep. It's not like, okay getting out of the bed and walking it's, away it's so much that you're putting yourself especially if you're being the submissive you're putting your, so much of yourself out there exactly that you're kind of left like <sighs> yeah. yeah you know there's been times where i've like been left not left alone but there's been times where i've done something and like i start crying or you know or stuff like that or especially because of what i've been through like i for me like um when i have intimate sex with someone like with this last person or whatever like i start i like cry but like i was going like the bathroom or whatever because like it's just uh, there's just a lot of things that i go through mentally and like emotionally that hurts and which is why like the aftercare is important because if you don't know what i'm going through which also i should express but what if i'm not super comfortable and if you're not showing the effort that i can open up to you like of course i'm not going to open up to you, you know but like to know that you're there after it's like you know soothing or whatever i feel like bdsm has also like fucked with you mentally mm-hmm. or do you think it has like helped or damaged at all mm-hmm. like i know you said you've found like safety in it but do you feel like in a way it's made it even worse or mm-hmm. not at all or um i feel like it's made it worse only because of the partners i've been with um because you haven't found the right guy no. and it's like that it just sinks you yeah because when i was exploring it with the good guy that i had um even though it was very basic you know i felt good and i felt comfortable because i do like where i go where it takes me mentally i like knowing how much i'm willing to submit to my partner like just naturally i am one of those women that loves to please her man it's just like i enjoy doing that and it's challenging for me because it takes me out of my everyday like um regular mentality or the role that i play in society and allows me to just be this person you know and so i enjoy it but because of the guys that i explored myself with um it's been very damaging because i feel like it's either because like with my old daddy he was experienced he kind of understood but he was he took advantage of that and he knew that i was obsessed with like pleasing him and he knew that so oh, he, yeah he took advantage to the bone um so that fucked me up or if someone that's like naive or probably they're not even ready to be a daddy they just like the whole title of it like you know though that's also damaging there's no aftercare there's no anything so it fucks with me mentally um so yeah that's interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting.
Okay, so this is a question outside, kind of outside and just like in a relationship wise. How have you dealt with knowing that your partners have been with other women mm -hmm. as well? In the past yeah, or during? I feel like in, in the past. Uh -huh. like, yeah, no, I would never show my man. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that fucks with me because mm -hmm. I'm like, how dare you sleep with another woman yeah. Bef before you even knew me of course <laughs> but I'm like that's disgusting uh -huh, to me uh -huh. so how do you deal with that I don't know if I'm the only one that's like ugh, finds it repulsive mm -hmm. like, I hate it I mean some people I feel that there's others that are out there that feels that way um, for myself I've never really thought about it like of course I wouldn't want you to bring that shit up I don't need you talking about her. I don't even hear her name. I don't need her. Like, you know, like, so if, because it's, because of the fact that I know I've been with people before him. That's I, true. That's, that's, that's true. in that level. So that's not something I um, struggle with. Really? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that affects me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I'm just overly jealous. No. Yeah. Which I am a very jealous person. Mm -hmm. I'll admit that to anybody. I'm like, this is my man. And yeah. he is mine. Mm -hmm. And I <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I mean, shit. Cause like I'm like that too, and like a very. Cause like I don't want to say jealous, and I feel I've learned how to not be jealous. Like I used to be a jealous person, but um, I'm very. If I say this word wrong, sorry, but territorial. Territorial. Or, yeah, uh -huh. very. Like it's like okay, you do you. Go ahead. Like I'm not gonna. If you talk to females, or you have female friends, you're texting a female. Okay, that's fine. Like I. Go have your fun, do whatever you want to do. I want to go to a strip club, you go, but there's certain boundaries there, mm. and it's like, like if I see some female just keep touching on you or some girl, <laughs> first you're in trouble. I'm like, wait, okay, oh that's cool. I'm wait till we get home and talk to you about that shit. If you don't talk to her about that shit, that shit's still going on. Now I'm gonna talk to both of y'all, and if that shit is still going on, then we got a problem. But I'm not like we're off the back. I'm angry, like you know, and. I used to be, but like I've learned over the time, like patience in a sense of just like learning because there's a lot of things to get jealous about and I try my best not to because That's true. That's, that's true. Like, yeah, I don't know. But there's nothing wrong with that. Like, some people like jealous people. Yeah, like but at the same time I know my boyfriend is also very jealous mm -hmm. as well that he's like, like mm -hmm. who are you talking like who gave you calm? But it's not like too bad to the point where it's like you can't talk to guys or I'm like you can't talk to girls mm -hmm. I'm just very like I'm also very needy mm -hmm. so I'm like you're mine yeah. you know but Okay, so then what would like, let's say like five tips, three to five tips for like daddy do's and don'ts. Okay, so the don't for uh -huh. sure will be not sending, um, understanding your little or whoever she might be, um, or he. He or she. Yeah. Whoever your sub. Yeah, I'm just going to apply to me. It's going to be easier. So for my daddy, my future daddy or whatever, like my my don't for him would be like not understanding my boundaries yeah. so what do i mean by that it's just that if you are someone that wants to be a daddy and you have this person that is going to submit to you or whatever um make sure that you understand what they want make sure that you understand if it's like they want some of your attention maybe you don't understand what that means so you're going to be like how much attention or what type of attention but just make sure that you fully understand uh, it's a learning process, so it's okay if you don't 100% understand, but like you have a, a decent understanding of what the person that's trying to submit to you, what they need. Um, and if you don't and you continue to go and do stuff with them or you guys have your, your moments together and you don't deliver what that person wants, they might or they might feel comfortable voicing their opinion, they might not, but that could be very damaging. So, um, for example, like for me, a boundary will be like uh like aftercare like i do want to cuddle or i do want to feel loved in some type of way like i want to be touched you know um so if we do some stuff and then after you just like get up and leave or get on the phone or do something like i'm gonna sit there feeling like i'm nothing you know and so for sure um and especially in that moment mentally i might not feel comfortable expressing that um so yeah so 
A don't will be not to understand their boundaries. A deal will be to set boundaries and understand. Um, for sure, a don't is not to uh, listen to a safe word. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking to y'all, like, directly. Listen to me. If you are, like, participating in anything that's sexual and someone says their safe word, someone says a word that they, like, sat with you and told you this. When I say this, that means you need to stop you rape someone i'm saying that straight out like if you do not listen to someone say for it and you continue you have raped this person because oh, they were telling you yeah. to stop and you are choosing not to listen because consent has now left so exactly yeah. i'm so happy you mentioned consent consent is extremely important which is why boundaries are set which is why you fucking have safe words it's important if you do not participate or listen to someone when they say they're safe word you are a rapist like it's just I'm sorry if it's too direct, but it's it's just that serious. Um, because people won't. There's some people out there that won't, and that is very damaging to the person because then also it makes them feel like their voice does not matter after they already expressed to you. And it takes some for some people it like takes a lot for them to say it you know what it doesn't even matter. Like say if you guys are only going for five seconds or you hit her nicely or hit him whatever and they say their safe word. It's up to them. It's not us to be like, why, why, why? But like, for example, with me, like, it takes a lot for me to be like, you say need to stop. Word. Yeah, okay. you know, say the safe word. So if I'm saying it, that's really you need to stop. So um, that's serious. A don't not listening to someone's safe word. A do listening to someone's safe word. Just that simple. Just be like, stop. Okay. Just, just stop like it might be for a quick second or it might not be like just check in on that yeah like, exactly like, okay, think of, like do you want me to switch it off do you want me to not hit you that rough everything okay because then that shows like you really care about the person and it's not just like a body of somebody that you're exactly using, you know and if yeah. that's too much responsibility for you if you can't do that you can't then you can't be someone's daddy it's just that simple it's just like people just then think, you're more like abusive yeah yeah, like people just think like oh you want a daddy i could be a dad like okay yes there are some people vanilla relationships where they say the term daddy or some girlfriends like to call their boyfriends daddy whatever that's different but if you are like a daddy like it's a serious type of thing there is responsibility it's For a sure. role to For play sure. um earlier i said like um a daddy doesn't have to be my boyfriend but a boyfriend could be my daddy a boyfriend to me or daddy to me is this, we do this stuff, I get your attention, we're doing all whatever, whatever I submit to you. But a boyfriend, for you to be my boyfriend, it's more of a public thing, like my family knows of you. I know of your family, whether it's like close family, my friends, like they maybe met you a few times, I maybe met your friends a little bit. It's just more of that public, um, more official statement. Okay. Um, but then we can also participate in being daddy. If we're daddy, then it's just kind of like a you and me type of thing. For, oh, for um, sure. Yeah, it's so. Like, exactly. Like maybe Nobody has to know about it. You guys yeah. can do your own thing in your own house or wherever you choose to. Like, I don't have to know your family. You don't have to know my family. You know, but like, I mean, sooner or later, depending if we're going to be this the more serious thing gets longer like i would expect it to kind of be like okay let's make this more of official but yeah i wouldn't want i wouldn't i don't think i could let anybody that wouldn't be my boyfriend you know or like not necessarily let but like i feel like it would definitely lead to something like that because yeah. it's so vulnerable yeah. and everything that you're doing you yeah. know so can you be a daddy to multiple girls or one girl or you can, go ahead or is it like does it not matter yeah, you can be a daddy to multiple people, to two girls, three, five, girls and boys. What's important is that the person that you are trying to submit, not trying, but the person that you want to submit to, um, they know that, you know, it's not something that's secretive because they might not be okay with it. And if they're not okay with it and you don't want to give up the other people for that person, you guys are not meant to be together on that level. So a do and a don't, a don't is not having that communication, not communicating what you're doing what your sure. your boundaries what you're um, feeling and a deal would be to communicate because in bdsm communication is key communication is key consent is key but communication expressing yourself letting the person know what's up is key so yeah cool Cool. What do you think are like your takeaways or one last like hurrah of bdsm that you want to let um, us know about 
BDSM is something that really allows you to express yourself in a different way. Like there's just so much about it and so much space where you can be creative, where you can explore and see what you are not into and what you are into. Um, if it is something that you do want to pick up, I highly recommend you um, sitting there and reflecting with yourself on things that you might not be okay with, things that you might be okay with and figuring out a type of safe word for yourself just in case you get into a situation and you're like okay i actually don't like that because no in bdsm can sometimes mean yes okay so a safe words are very important so, yeah. not so safe words not not use yes and no mm -hmm. yeah safe words don't have a safe word as no like please um yeah um yeah so that's that Interesting. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. <laughs> I love this topic so much. Yeah, we should keep going into it. And if anybody has any questions, anybody would like us to talk about anything else or stories, we can also share. Mm -hmm. You know, anything you're afraid to share, we will probably be free to